1: as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Hello,
0: everyone. Welcome to the AFC South discussion for 2021 on the FDH Lounge. This is FDH Lounge Original Dignitary Rick Morris here with Original Dignitary Chris Galloway. And uh, we're going division by division this year in the NFL, breaking it all down. We have all of our big picture content for the season in the first segment that we did on the AFC East. So major thoughts for the season. That takes up maybe about the first half of that segment or so. And as we start the AFC South here, uh, I learned in between uh, tapings here, Apparently, of an interesting little verbal tick of mine. As an old-school NFL fan, evidently my AFC North segment uh, was puffered with references to the AFC Central, which it was back in the day. So, love you, Blue Earl Campbell, and all that good stuff, Chris Galloway.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you only did it once or twice in that, but you did it. Or you did you did t- do it at least once in the earlier segment of the AFC <laughs> as well. So. Yeah, Except well, I, I'm just letting you. i just letting it go. I
0: mean, i was just <laughs> fantasizing about those old classic use of those uniforms that I love so much. That's right. That's right. Those were the uh, those were the days uh, back then, and uh, it is fun watching a lot of as you and I have talked about old NFL stuff here on uh, YouTube. You can find so much classic stuff out there, and uh, of course, we're probably only a couple weeks away from having less time. To spend watching that because we'll have more time to spend watching actual football as it's going along. And, uh, of course, this is our segment, as I said, on the AFC South. And uh, what we're doing for each of these segments here, I'm just going to kind of lay down a foundation. I have my one run-on sentence for each team in the NFL. This comes from, of course, Fantasy Football Draftology 2021, available on the main page at fantasydrafthelp.com and lounge.com, our fantasy and non-fantasy guide. For the season, so for the AFC South, uh, you're going to hear me be a little bit less effusive about the teams that I've been in some of the other divisions thus far. So here is what I have uh, for the AFC South, a little bit more acerbic, shall we say, top to bottom from me. Tennessee, holes remain on defense, along with the one at tight end, rendering the extreme optimism in the aftermath of the Julio Jones acquisition extremely delusional. Indianapolis, Carson Wentz is a huge question mark, but others loom on the offensive line, wide receiver in the back seven, leaving the championship of their weak division as the most likely route to the playoffs. Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence doesn't have the weapons that he needs in the passing game or on the offensive line, while the team does have a weird glut of high-end running backs, leading to a likely welcome to the NFL season for Urban Meyer. Houston. With or without Deshaun Watson, the ravaged post-Bill O'Brien roster has more holes than almost any team in the league, rendering them years away from even basic playoff contention. And as was the case with the other two divisions, Chris, I know you're probably not too far off in how you rate these teams from how I just did.
1: Well, I'm interested because the, the, the written version of what you sent me has Indianapolis in the first place. But you read Tennessee first. Does that mean you switched your prediction around on
0: that? I did that. You got the copy of it before the Carson Wentz injury. So, yes, that Ah, is. uh, So, this is an interesting look at the process here. Uh, The the beta version of something and then what goes out. So, yes, Indianapolis would have been my pick, even with the Carson Wentz question mark. Uh, I I think they would have been my pick just because, again, uh, Frank Reich does such an excellent job of getting the most out of his team. And again, and I'm from the school of thought of people that, that finds Mike Vrabel to be, uh, along with insufferable, overrated as a head coach. I think Indianapolis has the edge at coach, but I think at quarterback right now, I think the extreme disparity between the two teams is going to relegate Indy to be, to that second-place spot.
1: All right, well, I will, I will differ with you slightly. I'm going to take the Colts Ooh. Um, in first place. Uh, and don't forget, I'm the guy that picked the Texans last year okay. because they had Deshaun Watson. So what the hell do I know about the <laughs> C South? Um, um, although I will say in my defense, Deshaun Watson had a great season, led the NFL in passing, and they managed to only win four games. Uh, so uh, you know, I wasn't wrong about Deshaun Watson. No, <laughs> just no, you the weren't. Rest, the rest of it was just an absolute trade. wreck. Right? <laughs> That's right. Um, so, um, and even he couldn't salvage that season. So, here's what I think: I, I'm not a believer in Carson Wentz, but as you remember, last year I wasn't a believer in Philip Rivers either. I thought he was. Thought for most of the season, he showed that he's pretty much washed. But the coaching staff did such a great job of protecting him, and um, their play calling and the O line did such a great job that they were able to squeeze the last bit of juice out of Rivers and and get into the playoffs. And I think that with an average Carson Wentz. You're looking at the same type of thing in Indianapolis, which is why I put them the ten and seven and winning the division. Um, I think I think Tennessee has just lost too much. Um, they've got a huge hole at tight end right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some question marks on the O line in terms of and also depth there. I still don't see how they have a pass rush at all. Right. Um, and so I don't, I just don't believe in them. I I believe in that they're a tough physical team, Tannehill and, um, you, you know, in the running game can, can probably, you know, get them to like nine and eight and competing for a wild card. But that's about all I see out of them. I'm just, I, there's a ceiling there that I'm not convinced, um, you know that they can that they can overcome. Um, you know, it's just I don't know. I mean, what was it? You know, whether it was Jeff Fisher or everybody else since. I mean, is you know is the old Houston Titans franchise just destined to be somewhere
0: around eight and eight, seven and nine, nine and seven, like yeah. every damn year? Absolutely. It doesn't matter who it is, right? Um, they're they're either one game or you
1: know above or below the Mendoza line. Um, you know every every single season, and that's what I see this year. I see nine, and, you know, nine and eight, and and competing to try to get into a playoff card uh, game. Um, and 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 I just because there's too many questions. Julio Jones is great, absolutely great, right? Um, but again, I'm you know it's you know Tannehill. has has put up some really nice numbers, but if teams can stack the box and stop Henry, the way the Browns even managed to with that lousy defense last year, I think they're going to have their problems. Right. Look, Jacksonville and Houston, between the two of them this year, are going to win at best four games between them. Ooh, okay. Uh, You saw this in Jacksonville's first preseason game. The Browns' second and third string players played against their starters, and the Browns' second and third string dominated their first string. Right. That is that is not a good team. And oh, by the way, they got rid of Joe Schobert, who is just a tackling machine and, and a former Pro Bowler. Uh, they're looking to get rid of their you know their their first round pick from 2020 at corner. Um, they're gutting that roster. Still, they're not done gutting it. Right. And. If Jacksonville struggles early and they don't look good, and I don't think they're going to, I seriously question as to whether or not Urban Meyer is going to hold that locker room. Um, you know, college guy, a little bit arrogant. You know, known as a quitter, and all his other jobs. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I just these these men, professionals in the NFL. If they struggle, are they going to stick with Urban? if they're having problems and they're questioning their coaches, they're questioning that roster in that locker room, um, does he lose that team early? I think there's a real possibility. And, you know, Houston, I mean, come on. Sean Jackson had a great, great year and they still only managed to win four games. And since then, they've only turned the roster even into a bigger dumpster fire. Um, and, And without Deshaun Watson, how the hell could they ever win more than four games, Sure, right? So you've got to cut that in half to figure they're going to win two. Um, they're going to win two. They're not a good football team. Uh, they don't have depth. They don't have holes. They don't have draft picks. I mean, they don't – and their coach, you know me, I, I, I put a lot of weight whether it's it's players you, you, you're looking to draft or coaches, I put a lot of weight into interviews. I study these guys. David Cully just reminds me of a local yokel down at the local greasy spoon. Right. Uh, he does not seem to have a freaking clue. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I am. I don't mean to disparage. I may mean, be a wonderfully nice man, good family man, whatever. I'm you know, but as a coach, I would not want that guy as my coach. I mean, I'm sorry, and and there's a reason why I pounded the desk um, for Andrew Berry and Kevin Stefanski, and, and I like the deep desk to hire, because those were smart guys that were buttoned up, organized. And I don't see that down in Houston at all. I just see one massive dumpster fire. So I think they are good for two wins. And I'm going to tell you right now, Jacksonville's good for two, maybe three. Probably two. I think those two teams are both going to be looking at two and 14. Who's going to get the number one pick again? Um, You know, that sort of thing. Uh, The the bottom of that division is terrible. Tennessee's just barely above the Mendoza line. And that's the Colts with a better coaching, a better front office and overall a better roster. Despite the huge question marks on Carson Wentz, because even
0: if he's just an average quarterback, Advantage Indianapolis. Well, in looking at this, before I get into any of the specifics of where I uh, differ slightly, I will say this, and I'll give you your props on the Browns as far as being a a hipster on uh, the troika of the uh, Browns leadership here and having been a proponent of that. I will say I am the world's preeminent hipster of Bill O'Brien hatred. I was calling out Bill O'Brien before it was cool, man, when they were still riding high in the division. I was a guy saying, Bill O'Brien's a fraud, you'll see, you'll see. Well, the world has come around to my viewpoint, because basically they had to after last year. Having said all of that, I still have Houston. You were pro- yeah.
1: a Bill O'Brien guy. Yeah, I was a Deshaun Watson guy. Oh, um, dude, I'm and, a big Deshaun and, Watson guy. I just guy. saw the fact that despite Bill O'Brien, they kept winning the division. So it was like, well... I. Why wouldn't this just keep going on last year? Well, finally the wheels fell off, and you were 100 right.
0: Now. Well, yeah, I'm a big Deshaun Watson guy too, because as you recall, I was pretty much homicidal when the Browns didn't draft him in 2017. Which again, I recall that. Yes, now that that's <laughs> that's looking like a pretty good thing. And I remember at the time being so upset that people were honing in on things like the size of his hands and that kind of stuff, and. Uh, dare I say it, but the man's baby hands may end up showing up in court drawings sometime this year. That might be in his future. Who knows? Yeah, but, uh we
1: would have thought that we would be so glad we didn't take Deshaun Watson.
0: Yes, and and, and yeah. not because he's a bust as a player, because he's a great player, but because of all the other stuff, which hate to say. Apparently
1: he's a bust as a human being.
0: As a human being, which is more important, yes, and uh, that is Gonna gonna come back to bite them. I can't believe I'm saying this. I actually am slightly more bullish on both Houston and Jacksonville. I have Houston at four and thirteen, Jacksonville at five and twelve. I've got Indy at eight and nine, just because. Well, again, well,
1: what, you have you have those guys. Those teams right, nine games between them.
0: Nine games collectively. Yes. It, uh, wow. I mean, what are
1: you smoking? And is it legal in this
0: state? Well, not as of yet. But uh, in terms of the. Uh, I mean, there's some of it where I just kind of all right, as soon to, as
1: this segment is off air, you and I are going to
0: have a wager. Okay, all right. <laughs> as to whether or not
1: they're going to reach that nine-week total between the two of them, and I will be taking the under.
0: Well, this uh, this is going to make it interesting here. It, uh, now, I'm not picking the over. I'm picking nine especially here. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to... Uh, you, you give me an over-under of like eight and a half or whatever, but uh, we'll get it figured out. Uh, yeah some of it is that you know it it is a it's no longer an eight and eight league what would they call it now an eight and a half an eight and a half league i mean some of it is that just that teams will win games that uh again and and the jacksonville roster to me is much better than it was last year i mean they still have holes but they're better in a number of areas they've addressed uh some of them here and as i've said over a period of time uh, i i keep i keep making this joke that's not exactly a joke but Tony Khan, uh, as everybody can see Wednesday nights and Friday nights on TNT, Tony Khan is a genius as a wrestling promoter. Uh, the Khan family, not so much as a football team ownership, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say 4 and 13, 5 and 12 for them respectively. I got India at 8 and 9 and Tennessee at 11 and 6 because it could take half the season potentially, or at least into October, for Carson Wentz to get back. And uh, if you never thought you'd be saying, looking longfully for when is Carson Wentz going to come back, you know, when you see what else is there in Indianapolis, you know, notwithstanding the whole notion of like, oh, maybe Jacob Eason could be the man. I'm reading a couple of these fevered August columns here, you know, like, get real, folks. Uh, Carson Wentz uh, is, a, you know, he looked like a big steaming turd last year, but uh, he still might be very well be better than what they have there, which... I think they're going to make a late rally, but that's where I think they're going to come up short on Tennessee.
1: Interesting. I, I don't I, I don't see Tennessee winning 11 games. I just, I, I don't see
0: it. It's uh, more so the 100. division they're in is, I guess, what I would say on that. Well, that,
1: yeah, there's no doubt. They're going to sweep Jacksonville and Houston, so there's four games. Right. If they split with Indianapolis, there's five wins right off the top.
0: And that's um, six and six, Chris. That's not that hard to believe.
1: No, it's it's not that hard to believe. I, I just, I just without the pass rush, I, I don't know. I, I look at the overall rosters, taking out the quarterback in Indianapolis, which obviously I'm always the one screaming this is quarterback league. But the Indianapolis, I believe in their coaches, and I like their roster better overall than I do Tennessee. Um, so it, it, to me, it comes down to you know, can they if they get average quarterback play, whether it's out of some combination of, some weird combination this year of Eason, Wentz, and eventually Rivers coming back post his high school season wrapping up. You know, I still give them a slight advantage. Just because the rest of the roster, I think, is better, although their secondary is questionable. Still like their, well, so is Tennessee's. So, I, I still like their roster better. So, I like them eking out by one game over
0: Tennessee. Listen, nothing would make me happier than for you to be right and me to be wrong because I've already said how disdainful I am uh, personally on Mike Vrabel here. Uh, I don't know what it is about a mustachioed Titans coaches being overrated by all of humanity, but uh, this goes back to the '90s essentially. So uh, I would like. Well,
1: I don't understand certain national people like you know like Colin Cowherd so high on the. On the Colts as a Super Bowl contender, I mean, he dismisses the Browns and then throws in the Colts as you know one of the AFC four. And I'm like, in what world? Right. I mean, they, they have nothing but a massive question mark quarterback, right? Um, and their secondary is, is is shaky at best. And it's like, in what world are they a Super Bowl contender? Let I me mean, I mean, let me stress: the Colts are not a Super Bowl contender. The no. Colts are are a contender. To get into the playoffs, losing the,
0: in the wild card round, go home. That's all they are. Oh, I know a couple Colts fans, and they're doing anything but beating their chests right now about where they're headed this year, and I, and I think justifiably so. I mean, if they if they eke into the playoffs, host a game, and then lose, uh, that that's about the ceiling for what kind of a year you're going to get out of the Colts this year. Which uh, again, playing one game and losing—that's what they were able to do a year ago. So. Uh, you know, it. it uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same uh, for Indianapolis. But uh, I, I think, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see which one of us is right here on Tennessee and on Indianapolis, and uh, we'll see how that plays out in a subsequent segment here once we do our playoff predictions for the season. But uh, thank you, Chris, a great uh, look at the AFC South for this year. Thank you, for everybody, for tuning in for this mini-episode of the FDH Lounge.